complacency at this point could kill. This is going to be a very painful, very, very painful two weeks. We have a social responsibility and a community responsibility to stay home. It was a somber day of serious warnings that this fight is still in its early stages. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Today, we'll be looking at both the readiness of San Diego's healthcare system, as well as finding out more about the coronavirus connection to local cruise ships. First, though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Tuesday, March 31st. There are now 734 local cases of COVID-19. Today's numbers represent a jump of 131 cases from yesterday, the first time a single-day jump was larger than 100. There are 136 people being treated in the hospital. 56 of them are intensive care. The county has also confirmed two more COVID-19-related deaths and is investigating a third. That brings the total confirmed deaths to nine. The U.S. today surpassed China's reported death toll across the country. More than 3,500 people have died of coronavirus-related complications, although some people have questioned the accuracy of the numbers coming out of China, saying the actual death toll may be higher. This afternoon, President Trump updated the nation on the fight against coronavirus, saying the next two weeks are going to be painful. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. And then hopefully, as the experts are predicting, as I think a lot of us are predicting after having studied it so hard, we're going to start seeing some real light at the end of the tunnel. But this is going to be a very painful, very, very painful two weeks. Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Disease says that even with social distancing, projections predict that more than 100,000 Americans could still die from the coronavirus. That means healthcare systems will be stretched to their limits in the coming weeks, including those here in San Diego. Chris Van Gorder, the CEO of Scripps Health, which operates 1,200 hospital beds in the county, talked to 10 News about the rising concerns in our community. I think this county, the city, has done a tremendous job up to now. I think we were well ahead of New York and other parts of the state of California. But there are still um, unnecessary businesses that are open. I hate to say that because uh, I worry about the economy as well. But, you know, we really need to be sheltering at home even more than we're doing today. I even got a, a traffic alert on Friday as I was in Kearney Mesa area. So many people were out and about. Uh, this is a highly infectious disease. Uh, if people are at home, they're going to be safe. If they're out in the public, uh, they have a potential of getting infected. And uh, if our projections come true like they are in New York, uh, we could overwhelm the healthcare delivery system fairly easily if we do not follow the the flattening of curve uh, guidelines that have been set out. Van Gorder says preparations at Scripps to treat COVID patients are ongoing. Well, I think all of our healthcare systems are. At this point, we have stopped all of our elective procedures and our visits. So we've opened up an enormous amount of capacity. Normally, we would have in any particular day more than 800 patients, maybe 900 patients in our 1,200 beds. And right now, we have capacity for about 600 more patients. So we're about, you know, just a little bit around 50% full. And we've just develop plans to actually uh, go even 40% more than that if we needed to surge with additional uh, patients. But with the shortage of personal protective equipment, PPE, uh, ventilators that would be necessary in this type of uh, situation, uh, it wouldn't be that hard to overwhelm our healthcare delivery system. Again, we're preparing um, the, the work that's being done, flattening the curve is really, really important. I just want to make sure that people really are heeding that 
because, as I said, complacency at this point could kill. At least two people who work at Lindbergh Field have tested positive for coronavirus. One was a TSA screening officer who last worked at Checkpoint 6 in Terminal 2 on March 24th. That person is now on a 14-day quarantine. The other was an employee who worked for an undisclosed vendor at the airport. No other details are being given at this time. The captain of the USS Theodore Roosevelt says coronavirus is spreading quickly on the ship and some sailors may die. That's according to a new report by the San Francisco Chronicle. The paper received a letter written by the captain. He describes two possible options for the San Diego Bay ship. One would remove the crew from the ship to disinfect. The other would maximize warfighting readiness to redeploy as soon as possible. He says sailors may die if the Navy chooses the second. The Navy is no longer reporting the number of positive cases on its ships. The last number reported is at least 36 positive cases on the USS Roosevelt. We now know at least one passenger and three crew members aboard a cruise ship that docked in San Diego yesterday have tested positive for COVID-19. This after County Health and Royal Caribbean insisted no one on board was showing any symptoms. Passengers are concerned and confused. And we've been told all the way through that we're all, we were all absolutely fine, you know, that there was nobody else, no one sick at all. So um, it's a bit strange. Well, a lot of industries getting hit hard by the coronavirus, but the cruise industry certainly has to be one that's near the top of the charts. And joining me today, someone who has done several interviews, over 100 on the coronavirus impact on the cruise industry. I call him the cruise guy on Twitter. Stuart Chiron is with me. Stuart, appreciate this time. Obviously a tough one for the cruise industry. Ben, it's uh, nice to be here. And yeah, it's it's actually uh, uh, quite, quite difficult. It's uh, probably the most tenuous uh, situation over the 30 years I've been in the industry. Let's start with any remaining cruise ships that are still out there with passengers. We've seen it here in San Diego in the last few days, passengers docking, how to make sure they're healthy. Uh, it's been a, a very tough, tough go for both health officials and the cruise industry. What are you hearing about passengers that are currently out at sea? Well, the, the cruise lines are doing everything humanly possible to get all of their ships in and the passengers off. It's It's been a Herculean effort that uh, has been going on for, for several weeks since essentially when the cruise line started shutting down their operations around the 13th of March. Um, I mean, right now, you know, another story that's been in the news is uh, dealing with Holland America's Zondam, which uh, had to offload some passengers to a sister ship that came to the rescue, their Rotterdam, and uh, both ships transited the Panama Canal and are right now on their way to Fort Lauderdale, hopefully ending uh, the cruise for all those passengers. So how much responsibility can a cruise ship take for, for every single passenger that gets off? Some will probably get off locally. Others are flying back to their home cities uh, to know whether these people are sick, to keep track of them. Uh, seems like a, a monumental task. Well, it, it has been a, a monumental task. And uh, the cruise lines uh, are, are very in touch with, with their passengers sending out letters of communication. I'm, I'm certain that there's been follow-up with, with these passengers. Um, but you know, keep in mind that you know, there were hundreds of ships out there sailing with tens of thousands of passengers who returned home uh, healthy uh, and, and safely. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there were a few sailings that were negatively impacted by uh, flu-like symptoms or coronavirus. And uh, the cruise lines are just doing everything humanly possible to make sure these people get home and they get home in as safe and expeditious manner as possible. 
Stuart, in terms of the uh, the current coronavirus crisis and employees of the cruise ship industry, we have many who live here in San Diego. Uh, how are you hearing that they're going to be affected? Obviously, you know, many cruise lines shut down. We don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, the furloughs and layoffs that in- inevitably follow with that. Well, you know, keep in mind the cruise industry in the United States has a sixty billion dollar annual impact to the U.S. economy. I mean, direct purchasing by the cruise lines alone is about $24 billion. And the cruise industry is responsible for almost a half a million jobs in the United States. So there are a lot of companies, you know, you have travel agents, um, you know, companies that do shore excursions, people that provide transportation in port cities. When every time a cruise ship comes in, you're dealing with, you know, port fees and you're dealing with stevedores and you're dealing with taxi cabs and Uber drivers and restaurants and shore excursions and shops. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that are associated with what the cruise lines are, are doing. And for, for port cities like San Diego, for example, I mean, it's about one to $1.5 million to the local economy every time a ship arrives. You know, the, the industry is very dependent on, on people and these ships are, are very dependent on, on the crew, the staff that they've got, not to mention the shore side. I mean, with what's going on there in San, San Diego, I can only uh, tell you that, you know, with what Celebrity is is undertaking right now to ensure, I mean, they, they could have dropped all those people off, you know, anywhere in South or Central America, but in, to ensure that all of these people got home and got home safely, they, they traveled another, what, 14 days uh, to get the ship to San Diego to minimize uh, disruptions possibility of, of experiencing um, unhealthy conditions on on planes and waiting for days in order to get all those people out. So bottom line, Stuart, when the the bans are lifted, when the cruises go back out, what's going to take to get the, the industry healthy again? People say, hey, it's going to be a long time before anyone gets on a cruise ship again. I can tell you disagree with that. Are there going to be special offers? I mean, how, how, are, the, how are the cruise lines going to get people back on as quickly as possible? I can tell you there's a tremendous amount of pent-up demand people that when this when it's when the government says it's okay to resume life we can start to travel again that one of the first things a lot of people are going to do not just experienced cruisers but also first timers they're going to like how do i get out of here and um you know i'm, I'm ready to go on a cruise because i could tell you the the confidence in cruising i mean it's, it has the highest satisfaction rate of all methods of, of vacations and it has the best safety record in the travel industry so it's, it's different. This is not like a 9-11 situation where the people were afraid to travel. They were afraid to leave their homes. They, they didn't want to travel internationally. We're just dealing with an illness. And right now we're being told to stay at home. But, you know, we're all dealing with, you know, cabin fever. We, but, and, and we all want to get out. I mean, I'm, I'm going through withdrawal. I haven't been on an airplane in over a month. The one thing that people are not ready to give up is their vacations. They'll, they'll sacrifice other things. They'll sacrifice certain purchases. They may not go out as much, but people want their vacations. And I'm, I'm confident, listen, if, if we could go on a cruise this weekend, I would go. Knowing everything that I do, um, I, I would have no problem getting on a ship uh, this weekend. Well, Stuart Chiron clearly knows the ins and the outs of the cruise business. Uh, Stuart, really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Finally, it's my goal to wrap up our podcast with a little good news, even if it may seem hard to come by at times. Today, 10 News reporter Jared Ahrens took a look at how our actions to slow down the coronavirus could be having a positive effect on the environment. 
UC San Diego climate professor Ralph Keeling says it's too soon to know exactly what impact social isolation will have on climate change. But he knows it's good, at least in the short term. I would compare it to uh, like a bathtub. If you turn down the tap on a bathtub, you look at the spigot, you can tell there's less water flowing in. But if you look at the level of the tub, you don't see immediately that the level's rising more slowly. Scientists around the world are seeing a difference. A report in the New York Times showed nitrogen dioxide levels in New York, L.A., and Seattle are significantly lower than last year. What this is telling us is that environments can spring back very, very quickly um, in terms of animal and plant life um, if... if um, if we stop stressing it. 10 News is tracking the number of coronavirus cases in San Diego County. Just go to 10news.com and click on our local COVID tracker. There you can find the breakdown of local cases by age and gender. You can also see the geographic location using our interactive map. We also have a list of resources, including how you can help those in need of supplies and how to identify coronavirus symptoms. Just go to 10news.com or download our free 10 News mobile app. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins. And remember, we're all in this together.